1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, what is next in getting Brittany Griner back home? I think that that topic... That issue, that story is something that we've been talking about. We all want to see her returned back to the United States of America safely. And it's been really frustrating and a terrible story that she has been a political hostage in Russia for all of this time. Um, I called it out when, when it was first happening. People are like, mm, no, you kind of being extreme with the political aspect." No, nope, that's exactly what she is. So when you look at the latest, according to Secretary of State um, Blinken, said Wednesday that the U.S. has made a substantial proposal to Russia to bring home wrongfully detained WNBA star Brittany Greiner and Paul Whelan, who was also serving a prison sentence in Russia. Now, CNN, they reported that the U.S. offered a uh, Victoria Bout, a Russian arms dealer nicknamed the Merchant of Death, for the prisoner swap. A prisoner swap freed former U.S. Marine Trevor Reed from a Russian colony back in April. I feel like we're getting to the point where we're going to have the end of the saga because now we're getting into the specifics of what it's going to take to get Brittany and Paul back. And someone said this a couple of months ago on one of the political channels I was watching. I can't remember what what I was watching, whether it was Fox or MSNBC or whatever. Because I check them all out, even though some people are like, oh you need to watch a little bit more Fox News." I check out Fox News. I don't watch it twenty four seven because there are certain things that Fox News won't tell you. But on one of the one of those channels, it wasn't CNN. I've been watching a lot less CNN lately. I mean, I still watch it, but not like not as much as I used to. But They were right, and I knew that they were right when they said it, that when you think about the situation with Brittany Griner, it's not as as easy as some people would think. Like there's complexities to it because she's not the only American that's being held in another country. So yes, yeah, she might be the most high profile, but like when you talk about specifically Russia, how could you get Brittany out before you get Paul out? That wasn't going to be a thing, right? That was not going to be a thing.
3: Well, don't forget they also had. Uh,
2: yeah, they had Trevor, Trevor Reed, but, Reed but, but, over but, there, but,
3: but yeah, but he got out in April. Right, but but yep. I'm saying, but I'm saying, I believe, yeah, when she got detained, you you had two Americans that were already, already over there. there. Yep. And and trying to get them out and it's like, well, you understand how sticky it would be to put every egg in your basket for the WNBA star for the celebrity than for these other two gentlemen that were detained and by all accounts wrongfully detained. Because we don't know. We don't we don't know what Russia wants us to know. We don't know what what Russia doesn't want us to know. We don't know anything about Russia. Russia is one of those places that is it's cloaked in silence and cloaked in secrecy still is. And this is the thing about
2: (laughs) about this specifically that I'm trying to remain calm because today I got a little bit excited because I said, you know what? Maybe Brittany and Paul will come home in the next month, maybe. But it's not that simple because you know what? We're dealing with Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin, he is going to want things to do and be done his way, right? So, so yeah, we're trying to, you know, President Biden and, and the folks um, at the highest level of negotiations here for the U.S. government, they're going to try to do what they can to get Brittany and Paul back. But at the end of the day, you know who's still— is the guy that's kind of, you know, is his call. It's Vladimir Putin. Vladdy the Tiger writer. You know, it's still his call. Now, how much does he covet Victor? Sounds like he covets him. Yeah. It's, I mean. To come to the table. The to merchant of the death. Table. Yeah. The merchant of death. Oof. So, yeah, so we have some somebody they covet. They have two people we covet. I hope that this results in both of them coming home. And and I'll say this like I've been saying. I am not wanting this to end up with them coming home just because Brittany Griner is some well-known athlete and basketball star. Because of Brittany Griner being held and all this coming out, I've learned more about other people being held hostage as well. You know? You want any American that is being um, held captive in another country to be allowed to come home. Because this is their home. But I hope that that Paul Whelan's family is feeling a little bit of optimism tonight. I hope that Brittany Griner's wife, family is feeling a little bit more optimistic about the situation. Because quite frankly, man, so many people have felt beaten down by all of
3: this. And I get it. I understand it. You would be frustrated. Well, one thing that I have taken out of this is that the sisterhood of the WNBA is very together and very strong and very for each other, Um the fact that you've had so many players and executives in the league keeping the, the, beating the drum, continuing to beat the drum for this to happen, that tells you that this is a family, even though they're competitors, even though they are on the court scrapping against each other tooth and nail to win a title, this is what sports can do, this is what, if if a member of the Twin Cities media family was in Brittany Griner's shoes, how many of us from the TV stations, the radio stations, the newspapers, the magazines—number one would, would be out there yep. beating the drum day after day after day, like, "Hey, you got to bring this person home." And so you get into these situations where you're you're your work family becomes close. Yep. And that's what's happened with the WNBA in this case. And like you said, hopefully for her family, hopefully for Brittany's family, hopefully for Paul Whelan's family, they can get some resolution out of this. But to be honest, those aren't the only two. There are other people held in other countries around the world that also need our attention.
2: Agreed. All right, coming up next, two Alexander King, former and ex-Minneapolis police uh, officers who were charged um, and just recently um, have found out what their fate's going to be with the uh, criminal civil rights charges related to the 2020 killing of George Floyd. What, uh, what should got out of it today? We'll get to it next year on Lake Night.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, I do want to get into what took place today with former Minneapolis police officers Tutau and Alexander King. We're going to have a surprise special guest slash guest with an S, plural, maybe in the next five minutes. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But today... Tutal to was sentenced to three and a half years on criminal civil rights charges related to the 2020 killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. So that is Tutal to getting three and a half years. Police officer J. Alexander King, he got three years. Those sentencings bring to a close the Justice Department's criminal prosecution of the four ex-Minneapolis police officers involved in Floyd's death. Um, earlier this month, senior U.S. District Judge Paul Magnuson gave Derek Chauvin a roughly 20-year sentence and sentenced Thomas Lane to two and a half years, okay? So now that is what we're talking about with the violation of his civil rights, Okay. Now, the thing that has to be figured out though is because Tao and King, they have not went to trial yet, uh, in the original case, okay? In in terms of here locally. Not not in terms of what the with the uh uh the the Justice Department's criminal uh prosecution. That was something different. So so you had those two different angles and aspects to to them being involved in the courts now the other one now did 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 Lane Thomas Lane his was via the Justice Department as well he hasn't been he hasn't been prosecuted in the other case right? no
3: none of them have been pro, as far as I know none of them have only been prosecuted in state yeah yes only yep. Chauvin the other three Chauvin, have been yeah. have been the federal civil rights charge. they yep. still have their state trials upcoming And so now
2: they need to figure out, like, how this is going to play. So now what what do we think is going to happen with them? There's going to be pleas. Now that they – because they see three years, three and a half, and I think that uh, Thomas Lane, he got two and a half. Now I think you start to plea out in terms of the state charges. Don't you think? Wouldn't
3: that make sense? I mean, at this point, I don't. It's it would just be piling on if you if you think that you're gonna go to state trial and get anything and, better happening. So yeah, yeah. I
2: don't. Yeah, I just don't see that. I no. think that you plea at this point. I, I agree with you. To to, I agree. to 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 get to get the sentence in there, um, for, for for them to be like, you know what? There's some acknowledgement here. They don't want this to go to trial, and maybe you get a you're able to cut up the best deal possible,
3: and maybe you get. Your sentences may be concurrent instead of consecutive. Because but, what, but wouldn't they run concurrent anyway? I I don't know,
2: because I know that with Chauvin, his is running concurrent. I think. Okay, I think that it would run like that.
3: Well, I didn't? But I thought Chauvin pled as well in the federal case after. Yeah, after he, did, the, he, he did plead. In so, the case. so maybe that was a, a a state of the plea is that it runs concurrent instead of consecutive.
2: Okay. Okay. All right, so
3: that was that was
2: what we found out earlier today. I do want to get to before we get to our special guest here in a second. I think the most disappointing thing about um today was that Tutal, didn't he didn't he didn't apologize. he didn't say sorry to the to the Floyd family um, and that's you would think that after all this time, you'd be able to muster that up. All right, so we got, we got a, a special guest that's going to join us. We got some weird stuff happening right now. We've got some flight delays, and we have a group of individuals that are trying to get back to the Minneapolis area. And I got a phone call, but I was on the airwaves from Daryl Thompson. And I texted Daryl to make sure that he was okay. He is okay. But Daryl's with some other guys that I know. And they're all sitting in, I assume, the Indianapolis airport, trying to get back to Minneapolis, and they're stuck right now. DT Daryl Thompson, you're on Lake Night. How you been, man?
4: Hey, man, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing good, man. We went through the Mike and Ike's. We rationed them. Andy had <laughs> some leftover uh, cinnamon toast that he and Mike Grimm shared, and uh, we had one bottle of water that we've been passing around. But we're, we're, we're hanging in there.
2: All right, so so, so, so let, let's go ahead and we gotta set the scene for everybody because this is an impromptu uh session here of having you on the show. Um now 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 earlier tonight, just to set the scene for you, I was gonna have Andy Greeter on at ten thirty to talk about uh Gopher Football, Minnesota United, and all of that. You call me, I'm on the air, I text you back, I'm like, is everything good? You're like Everything's good. Just here, stuck at an airport, trying to get back to Minneapolis. And you are with Mike Grimm, voice of the Gophers. You're with Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press, and you're also with Jim Rich from from Fox Nine. So you got a great crew that you're hanging out with, my man.
4: Oh, we do. Yeah, and we got some uh, kind of airport people here. We got Mike Grimm. He's uh, thinking about taking on this uh, all star wrestler. that has been pacing around, uh, flinging his arms around, with walk around with uh, sunglasses. Like he kind of, he's kind of like. Uh, Macho man, Camacho. we go. <laughs> so we got a lot. There's a there's a lot going on here at the airport. He, he's pretty far away from us right now, so we're trying to trying to keep him calm. All
2: right. So hold on, hold on. There is a there is a there is a guy that's upset about the entire plane flight situation. That's yeah, walking around. He's he, been he he
4: throwing wants his luggage around.
2: He's been throwing yeah, his luggage been, around. It's Been
4: entertaining. <laughs> so wait, wait, so wait. Been, he he
2: he essentially yeah, wants to pick a fight with somebody.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on here. Right. We're, trying to, we're trying to stay calm.
2: All right, so when was your flight originally supposed to leave?
4: I think our flight was originally supposed to leave at 7.15. What? And then it went to 8.10. Then it went to 9.40. Then it went to 10.40. Oh, and then we were on the plane, and then I forgot we were on the plane, and then there was a, a smoke smell <laughs> on the plane. And then, and then they pulled the plane, they said, they said, uh, we got to pull the plane back up inside, and we're going to have to everyone get back off the plane. And then about five or six fire trucks showed up. Oh, my gosh. Outside, oh. Yeah, and they said, oh, there's nothing, nothing to worry about. No need to panic. But you just said you get off the plane. And then they said, you can leave your stuff on the plane, which we all did. And then we got out, and they said, oh, it's going to be fixed. It shouldn't take very long. Well, it took a long time. Then they said, well, that's when they started bumping it back an hour to another hour to another hour. And then we they let us back on to get our bags, and they said that plane's not going to be repaired tonight. They're sending another plane, but there's a concern that we might not have a flight crew to be on that plane. So everyone that had a connection has been um, put in a hotel, and uh, they got flights out tomorrow, and we're the ones that are waiting for the uh, uh, 1230 uh hopefully departure from here. All
2: right, so so we're talking to legendary gopher running back, Daryl Thompson here on Lake 9 on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO. He's joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. So he, along with Jim Rich from Fox 9, Mike Graham, Andy Greeter from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, they're all stuck in Indianapolis. You guys were there for the Big Ten media days and all of that, trying to get back to Minneapolis. So now the update is that best-case scenario is shortly after midnight tonight, you guys might be able to come home.
4: Yeah, we're hoping that we get home after midnight tonight. I mean, that's uh, that's definitely the goal. We're we're ready. You know, we got. Uh, you know, we are our, everything is uh, our, our phones are dying, batteries, laptops. We got there's enough power in here. We might figure it out, but we're we're hoping to get on the uh, the plane about twelve thirty.
2: All right. So all right. Well, this is the deal. I am going to be on the airwaves until 1 a.m. You will not be in Minneapolis by then. Do you need me to go by Pizza Lucci, get everybody a pizza, and then meet you guys out at the airport and welcome you back that way?
4: Yeah, that'd be great if you got some uh, pizza. Because we do gain an hour. I mean, because, you know, it's it's 10.30 in Minneapolis. You know, it's 11.30 here. So, I mean, there's, there's a chance we can make it there by... By the chance we could be landing just, just yeah, just the time. Yeah, he's gonna. You know, Grim said he's in. He doesn't start his diet until Monday. <laughs> but he's been saying that for fifty-two weeks. It's only <laughs> on
2: a diet. Come on, man! Tell me he's got to oh, get man. some of my Grimm, ice cream. Grim,
4: Grim is the picture of health. He's always uh, he fast in between every meal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, ask him. Ask him. Is he ready to challenge the wrestling guy?
4: Mike, they want to know if you're ready to challenge a wrestling guy. You ready to take on? He said not yet. He actually does look a little intense. We're all like a little bit. Like we're we're staying. We're keeping him. We're keeping an eye on him at all times. Because so he does look a little. He looks a little uh, fragile.
2: Oh man, he looks
4: a little fragile mentally. We don't. We don't want anything to happen.
2: Well, well, DT, so, when you guys get ready to load and get on, the, uh, get on the flight, shoot me a text. Let me know that you guys are on there safely and everything's going to work out well because I know that, you know, once you get off the ground, everything's fine. But it's just getting out of it. The... When was the last time you have been trapped in an airport for this amount of – this length of a time?
4: Uh, it's been a long time since I've been trapped this long. Not, it's, it's been a long time since I've been trapped this long at an airport. Usually you just get uh, – they just send you home or they send you to uh, a hotel. So no, I've I'm, I'm not been trapped this long for a long time. Wow. All this right. Is, this is a This is like this is six hours. So yeah, it's a long time.
2: That is intense, man. That sucks. That sucks. Well, hey, safe yeah. travels back. Um, shoot me a text a little bit later. Maybe you know what? I actually I got some Henry Lake ice cream I can bring to you guys if that will work for you guys tonight. But uh safe travels, man, and and tell Andy that uh we got him locked for the show tomorrow night, ten oh five.
4: Oh, perfect. I'll tell him. All right then.
2: All right, take care. Yep. Yeah. That's Daryl Thompson checking in from uh Indianapolis here on late night on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830 WCCO. That's inc- That's amazing to me. They have been trapped at the airport for six hours and hoping to still get out tonight.
3: I would say that's the nightmare, but unfortunately there are other nightmares that I have flying, so that's just one of the nightmares. And that's, and yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, taking, you're taking your... your, your financial and well-being future in your hands, but taking a flight right now because you don't know what's going to happen with it. That's crazy. You just don't – six hours? Really? That's crazy. That's crazy.
2: All right. uh, Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather, and then we will check in with somebody else from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's at Vikings training camp. His name is Dane Mizutani. He joins us next year on Lake Nine.
3: All right, we transition
2: from the drama at the airport for Daryl Thompson, Mike Grimm, Jim Rich, Andy Greeter to talk in Minnesota Vikings training camp with Dane Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. What's
5: going on, Dane? Not too much, Lake. How are you?
2: I'm good. Did you hear that, that prior segment? Did you hear the drama that's going on in the Indianapolis airport?
5: No, what's the deal?
2: So, so those guys. So I just mentioned Daryl Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Greeter, your your colleague, uh, Jim Rich from Fox Nine, his photog uh, Sean Skinner, and mm-hmm. who else? I'm blanking on somebody else. In in Mike Grim, in my Grim, the voice of the Gophers, they are yep. all trapped at the airport there in Indianapolis. They were scheduled to fly out of Indianapolis to come back here from. Uh, from Big Ten Media Day at 7.15, and it's been delayed, delayed, delayed. They got on a the plane. They were on the plane. Then the plane started to, you know, you know have some smoke. Then they sent, like, fire what? trucks. They had to get off the plane. They had to grab their luggage. And So now they're hoping to get out and be back home by a little after midnight.
5: Hopefully. Oh, my God. Isn't that yeah, crazy? I miss, uh, I, nothing worse than, than travel delays, man. Nothing worse.
2: That is crazy, man. Well, nothing worse than that, but something that we all uh, are loving is the fact that Minnesota Viking football in the National Football League is back. Training camp has kicked off for all teams, and you have been at TCO Performance Center here uh, checking out just the, the early remnants of what's taking place there. Um, let's start with this. I want to to hear from you. Maybe the initial meeting with the media via Kevin O'Connell and maybe from Kwesi. What what was the feel in some of the things that they touched on and talked about as we break camp here?
5: Yeah, start camp. It, it's interesting because it's it's felt like these two have been such a big part of the the team for so long. But really, this is when it gets real, right? Like they got hired you know, back in the winter and we got through spring and, and, you know, summer's here and fall is coming. This is when things really get real. And so like, I think that was the most interesting thing to hear their excitement you know, everyone's back in the building, you know, this has been building ever since those two took over, you know, the program here with the Vikings. Um, But I think overall, the, the thing I've been really drawn to or interested in is, you know, how is the team going to react in the post Zimmer era? Right. Like it feels like for, However long this is going to last, it's going to be O'Connell, and, and how did he do it different than Zimmer? Um, but just early impressions, and we're only a day in. This, this thing has a long ways to go before you know the September 11th season opener against the Packers, but the joy is back in the building. And talking to people within the Vikings organization, and that wasn't always the case last year. So I think that's a great starting point. We talked to Daniel Hunter today. He said, I just feel like I can play more free. And obviously, he's dealt with his injuries in the past, but I don't think it's a surprise or you know a secret that that things got messy towards the end there. And it, and it wasn't just in the defense; it wasn't just with the offense. Um, I think the fresh start all around um, and listening to Quaysey and listening to Kevin O'Connell talk about that um, has something that that has me excited to cover the team, and I think it should have Vikings fans excited to follow up the team.
2: Where is he physically? Because Daniil, when you look at him, he is like one of the most shredded, ripped, mm-hmm. like muscular human beings that you'll ever see in your lifetime. But but wait, seriously, it, it just it's insane how he's rocked up, man. But where is he at in terms of um, being back from all of the injuries?
5: Hey, Daniil's just trying to keep up with you, Lake. That's like we all <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, right. I'm try- In my in my wildest imagination, I couldn't beat Daniil Hunter.
5: <laughs> no, but he's uh he's good. He's full go. And I think that's something that it, it sounds very simplistic on the surface, right? Like, but that, that's, that's a big deal that the Neil Hunter is full go to the start of training camp. Uh, we haven't had that in a couple of years. You know, he's he's dealt with the neck injury. He's dealt with the pec injury. Like the fact that he's back full strength and and, and listening to him talk today, is just about the excitement of, of playing football and not, okay, how are you feeling, or, you know, how's the pec feel, how's the neck feel, you know, like how we were talking the past couple of years, the fact that he's just talking about, yeah, now I get to stand up and rush off the edge with this, this is Darius Smith opposite me on the other side. Let's go make some noise. Like that, to me, is, is the biggest indication that, yeah, he's ready. He's healthy. Um, he's 100% ready to go. Um, and if those two, you know, with, with the Neil Hunter, who we obviously know what he can do and to Darius Smith who wreaked havoc on the Vikings when he was wearing a Packer uniform. If those two are both healthy and that's not a guarantee because they've, they've both dealt with injuries in the past couple of seasons and over the course of their career. But if they're very, very healthy this year, the Vikings are going to be very, very tough on defense because for everything that a defense lacks, a solid pass rush can make up for a lot of those weaknesses or can at least cover them up, you know, on a game to game basis. So, to hear the fact that Danielle is healthy, to hear the fact that Darius Smith is healthy, um, I think it bodes well for the Vikings moving forward.
2: Talking to Dame Mizutani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on Lake Nine on The Good Neighbor, News Talk, 830WCCL. Give him a follow on Twitter at Dame Mizutani. All right, so now the guy's making $1.8 million this season. He's still playing on his rookie deal, but everybody knows that Justin Jefferson <laughs> is the man, and we know that Justin Jefferson is going to be rich. We know because he's, <laughs> he's earning a massive payday. What, what, what are people thinking and saying about what they think that they're going to get out of Justin Jefferson this season?
5: Yeah, I think he's just listening to him talk today, and you're just so impressed with that kid, right? Like he, the way he conducts himself. Obviously, the talent speaks for himself, but you know there are people in the league or I think people in the position that Justin Jefferson is in that would would say, look, I saw all these receivers getting money this year. I'm holding out. like extend me right now because uh, I deserve to be making more. I think everyone agrees that Justin Jefferson is, is the best bargain in the league right now because of how talented he is at the position. But the thing that impresses me is he just wants to go play ball. Like he, he, he talked to us today and said, uh, you know, what's the motive? We asked, what's the motivation going into this season? He said that I'm not the best receiver in the league, at least externally. Like, he is not viewed as the best receiver in the league, you know, by the critics or in his eyes or on, on, on by the masses. And that's something he wants to change. And uh, I think it's, it's that thing that if you take care of your business, like, everything else will work out. It, Justin Jefferson, like, seems to live by that motto. Like, he... He he had a funny line today. I'm not too fond of money. Like, well, he's probably gonna be pretty fond of money when he gets that paycheck next year. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, I I wonder if his agent had something to say like, "Yo, Justin, we can't be saying we don't want money. We're gonna be going for it here um, next off season." Um, but I think I truly believe like ball comes first for him, and you know all the other things that come along with it. You know that's great. But this this guy just wants to play football. He wants to be the best. Uh, he's well on his way to becoming it. You know, I would argue that he might already be one of, if not the best receiver in the league, just with what he can do from the slot on the outside, route running. You know, ball, spectacular catchability. You know, all of that. Like, he, is there anyone that does it better than him? Maybe he does it as well as other people, but he's right. Like nationally, he's not viewed as the best receiver in the league. I think that could change this year. Uh, we saw what Cooper Cup did in the Los Angeles Rams offense. That has to have Justin Jefferson salivating for
2: this year. I think the top three are Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson. I think that those are the top three. And he's definitely like I think I think at the end of the season he most likely will be the best receiver in the league. Still got to prove it. But man, this guy has a world of talent. But with that being said, and everybody has high hopes for Justin Jefferson, everybody thinks he's going to take the next step and go to the next level. I believe that. What does that mean for Dalvin Cook? I mean, is Dalvin Cook going to get less touches this year?
5: I don't know. See, like we talked to Dalvin yesterday, and I think this might be like it's obviously like the team being coy about the how they're going to use Dalvin Cook um, because we're like, Dalvin, how are you going to be used in this new offense? Um, you're like a spectacular weapon to be to use. Like, how how are you going to be used? And he said, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, like what? You went through all the spring workouts and you don't know how they're going to use you? So I think it's keeping the, you know, the cards close to the vest. I don't know if... I, I guess inherently Justin Jefferson's rise could take some touches away from, from Dalvin Cook um, just because the ball, you can only... There's only so many touches to go around, right? So if Justin's getting, you know, 150 catches this year, that's probably going to take some... some touches away from Dalvin cook. Yeah. That being said, like, I don't know if that's a bad thing because with running backs, you don't want them to necessarily have the 25, 30 carries a game. We, we've seen how guys can wear down. And, and especially with a guy like Dalvin cook, like if you can get him 15, 20 carries a game, but also get him the ball out in space, you know, by throwing a screen or throwing a swing pass and things of that nature to get him additional touches in the receiving game. Um, I think he's able to use his his skills and his dynamic abilities like that, you know, on a whole nother level than just, you know, handing them the ball in the backfield. So maybe we'll see his carries go down. Maybe we'll see his rushing touchdowns go down. Um, but I think overall, as far as all purpose yards and, you know, if you combine the rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns, I think he's still going to be an elite talent in the league. Um, maybe guys will rush for more yards. Maybe guys will rush for more touchdowns. Um. But as far as impact goes, uh, I think Dalvin will be right there at the top.
2: Talking to Dame Mizzitani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. He's joining us here on Lake Night on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Dame Mizzitani. But check out his fine work for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. All right, um, any Cousins reactions so far the first couple of days of training camp?
5: Nothing really. It's, it's been pretty uh, pretty quiet. He hasn't talked yet. So he's supposed to talk tomorrow. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I think Quasey talked to USA Today, and there were some quotes circulating about, Yeah, it it did kind of seem like just kind of inflated drama. Like, I don't, I think Quasey is all 100% behind Kirk, and uh, if people picked certain quotes out of that article without reading the full context, it might sound like, you know, there was a quote, like, Kirk Cousins isn't Patrick Mahomes, isn't Tom Brady, like, duh. Like everyone knows that that doesn't mean Casey's not on board with Kirk Cousins. So, uh, you know, I think that that drama is always going to exist with, within, you know, Kirk Cousins is such a polarizing figure across the league, especially in the market. Um, but as far as I'm concerned right now, it's all cool. Like we'll see what he says, has to say tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be asked about those quotes that surfaced in the USA today article. Um, you know, I, I've I've been a critic of Kirk Cousins throughout his tenure here, but the fact of the matter is, like, whatever people wanted the Vikings to do with the quarterback position this off season, Kirk Cousins probably gives them the best chance to be, you know, a, a contending talent in the league this year. Um, I, I know people wanted. It, it's it's really easy to have thoughts of like, let's make a change at the quarterback position. You know, this this young guy's coming up. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. He can, he can throw the ball. He can make throws, you know, say what you want about how he performs in primetime games here and there sometimes. But as far as making the throws that need to be made to Justin Jefferson, like we talked about to Adam Thielen, who I think people are starting to forget about, uh, to Irv Smith, who looks, you know, ready to go this year. I don't know if there was a better option that the Vikings were going to bring in this off season. So I'll be interested in what he has to say tomorrow. Um, but no drama going on right now. Um, and I think winning takes care of itself. If Kirk Cousins continues to win, then people are going to really like him. All
2: right, last question for you, and, and it's, Dane, I don't know what to expect out of Irv Smith Jr. Like, we've we barely seen him play at all, and this guy was highly coveted come out, coming out of Alabama. What are the expectations for the Vikings for Irv Smith Jr.?
5: Yeah, I think it, he's so interesting. You're right, like, we don't know what, what Irv Smith can really do because we've never seen it, right? Like he, he was behind Kyle Rudolph for those two years. And then last year he was had, had a great training camp and looked poised to break out. And then he, he suffers the knee injury and gets the surgery and misses the whole year. Uh, but I think the way everyone talks about Irv, the way he was talked about last year before suffering the knee injury, the way he's been talked about throughout his recovery process, throughout this off season, and – hearing his teammates talk about him today, listening to him talk today as well. Like there's a ton of confidence from him. And and I think his teammates feel the same way. Like he can be an X factor in this offense. Um, He has the speed and he's a huge body that, that is a mismatch for, you know, he's too big for safeties and too fast for linebackers. Um, It's the prototypical, like tight end mismatch that you want in, in the modern day NFL, like Irv Smith, has that in in his bag? He's also becoming a better blocker. He's really embraced that. Um, I'm just interested to see how the knee responds. Um, if, if you can run against rods against air and OTAs, and you know, against teammates when they're when they're fully padded up, but it's different playing in the game. And I think it's different to trust a knee playing in a game. I think it's different to trust a knee when an opposing team is going low and hitting you. So. I think expectations should be not necessarily tempered because I think if he's healthy, he's going to be, you know, a stud. But like, how long is it going to take him to feel fully comfortable? Like, that's what I'm curious. That's why I think the preseason games will be big. I think even the joint practices with, with the 49ers later this month will be big um, because we got to see Ervin in game. action. we haven't seen it in darn near a year and a half. So, exactly. uh, I'm interested, um, but I think if 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 the health is right, like look out, like there's a reason people think this offense can be can be special this year, and he he's a reason, he's a you know he's a part of that. Hey, Dane, I appreciate
2: the time, my man. Uh, take care, and hopefully, maybe we can connect this weekend, man. I'm around, like like my my guy Jada Kiss says, this Friday night. I'm outside. I don't have to work <laughs> on Friday night. I'm outside.
5: All right, let's do it. Let's all do all it. All, all, right. It. all <laughs> right,
2: that's Dame Bizitani from the Saint Paul Pioneer Press joining us here on the John Schuster Cole Baker Hotline. Take a break. Come back. Wrap up the hour. Next. Speaking of airports, when is
3: your flight? You leave tomorrow. Nope i I decided to not go.
2: Oh, I what? decided to not go. Oh, you scaredy for situa- cat.
3: For situations no. just like yes. this, you're
2: you scaredy cat. You're fearful. What are you doing? You're not going to go on your trip to the East Coast because you're scared that you're going to get stranded or you're going to be... That's right. Oh,
3: gosh. Are you serious? No, I'm i i going to reschedule for probably late September, early October. I'm going to schedule for a couple months down the road. Look at you, man. Come on, man. I went out and saw him last year. If I don't get out this year, it's fine. I saw him last year. It's all good.
2: Hating on you people, man. Don't hate on you people. <laughs> My sister, actually, my sister, my sister's coming to town tomorrow. So she's coming from the west side. She's coming from L.A. all the way here. So she'll get here mid-morning.
3: Godspeed to her. Godspeed. Huh, hold on. After, after what we heard about in Indianapolis tonight, <laughs> Godspeed. Daryl Thompson. And the funny, the funniest part of the story
2: is – they say there's some muscle bound dude that's losing his stuff that wants to fight
3: Mike Grimm. I'm gonna say this like I'm gonna say this like some other people would say. This is 2022. I need video. I need video <laughs> evidence. I need viral video, Daryl please. Thompson
2: doesn't lie. Daryl no, I'm Thompson not, I'm not, doesn't
3: lie. I, I I I ain't saying he's lying. I just need the video. I just need the dude puffing out with his chest like some WWE <laughs> villain. With the sunglasses on, talking about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take on the plane. Oh I'm not taking God. on anybody on the plane. I'm taking, on, I'm gonna go out there and punch the plane. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> funny, dude. That's, I, I, I want to see this.
2: I want to see this dude walking around. just oh, my I want to
3: fight you, Hulk. Hulk is going around, and the he's taking on my Grim. Oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just too surreal. This is what happens late night at the airport. They talk about they talk about you don't want anything after you don't want anything to happen after midnight. This is what happens after midnight at the airport.
2: I'm trying to remember if I've ever been in the Indianapolis airport.
3: I don't think that I have I haven't I know I haven't
2: because all the times I've been in Indianapolis it's been via driving so hmm, wonder how big the airport is. They're rationing out Mike and Ikes. Andy Greeter, who is supposed to be on this show tonight, he'll be on the show tomorrow night rationing out Mike and Ikes. Oh, man. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into the world of golf because today a golfer shocked me with their Live Golf announcement. I did not see this one coming. We get to it next year
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns